How's it going, podcast fam? It's your man, Jason Craig, a.k.a. the Friendly Neighborhood Dreadhead, and I'm here with another special guest for an interview. Today, let me introduce you to writer, director, and actor, Mr. John Anthony. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on your show. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for coming on, on the show. I just love talking to people, so I might talk your ear off tonight. It's okay. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so um tell so tell the people a little bit about yourself like you know where where you're from and whatnot okay um you know it's funny because i i call basically chicago and oregon home because those are like the places when i grew up as a kid those are like my favorite two places um i've been down here since uh 85 uh, moved down here from oregon um full-time school teacher and then uh and then about probably about eight nine years ago, I got the um, got into acting and um, started taking classes, and um, then uh, just got the writing bug and started writing. And um, you know, um, let's see, I'm what uh, fifty eight now. <coughs> Excuse me. So I started when I was fifty, fifty eight now, and um, having a blast, loving it. I've written, uh, let's see, I think I'm on. 15 or 16 short films that I've written. Um, I've written two screenplays already, um, full, full length features, uh, working on a couple other ones. Um, and just, you know, when I get the opportunity to go audition and act, you know, that's, that's, you know, my passion. That's what I love to do as well. Um, you know, and, and they're all from anything from directing to writing to, um, acting there. I mean, all three of them are like my favorite things to do. Okay. So you said that you, that you were teaching at first and then you, mm -hmm caught the acting bug so yeah. what was the point in your life when you said you know what film is what i want to pursue you know it's funny because when i was you know because like i said I'm, I'm older now but um when the first rocky came out i was like i was like eighth grade ninth grade and um i remember you know going to the theater with my dad and my family and and coming home and I had a pair of old boxing gloves. I put them on, you know, I'm out there trying to hit my dad and stuff like that. And, you know, I kind of told myself, man, how cool would it be like to be the original Rocky? And, you know, for even from an, you know, boxing or acting aspect. And then, um, then, you know, as a kid in high school, that kind of just went by the side, by the wayside. Cause you're like, Oh, you know, I love, you know, I love the film. It's to this day, it's still my favorite film of all times. And, um, you know, then, uh, when I moved to Texas, I had gotten into, um, some improv. I was with an improv comedy troupe called uh, Comedy Sports, which is a organization that's they actually have um, uh, organizations all throughout the United States. And I was with like the Dallas chapter and had a blast. Did that for about three four years. And then as a school teacher during my regular my my day job, you know, I get my summers off, and um, my wife works from home. And I, well, it was one summer um, we were sitting, um, you know. I had woken up and, and, you know, I walked down to her office and said, hey, let's go check out a movie. We go like a 1030 matinee, get a easy, you know, cheap price and whatever. And she basically said, you know, I'm working and you need to find something to do. And she's just like, you know, well, you always wanted, you know, you always talk about taking an acting class. So why don't you take an acting class? So I did that. And I was with this one teacher for a couple of years and met, you know, met some great people. And then I had a friend of mine who was in my class and she had went and checked out this other class. And she had told me, she said, hey, if you get a chance, you need to go audit this class. So I said, all right. So I went with her, um, audited the class, loved it. You know, it was just, it was fantastic. Um, it was called the, it's called the Extra Mile Workshop. 
um, it was, you know, it, it's, it's in Dallas. Um, they, uh, the teacher there is, um, a guy by the name of, uh, Glenn Morshower. Um, you know, and, and people may not know his name, but you will definitely know his face. Um, he's been in on the Ozarks. He's been in, uh, on the resident. I knew that sounded um, familiar. I, yeah. I just got done watching Ozark not too long ago. Yeah. yeah. the whole series. He played, he played the, the FBI big guy, um, you know, in the, in the last season. Um, uh, see, he's been on The Resident. He, he's been every general you've seen in the Transformer movies. Um, for those oh, really? people, yeah, for those people who watched 24, he was, um, uh, he played Aaron Pierce, which was uh, Keith Thur Sutherland's, you know, right-hand guy. Um, and just, I mean, a great actor, great friend, um, great teacher. And, you know, I, I learned so much from him and he was the one who actually got me started into writing as well. So it was, you know, okay. it's it really, really cool thing. Man, that is really cool because you just unlocked so many memories of when I used to watch 24. I used to love 24. Oh, can you hear me still? Mm-hmm. I guess my yeah, I think we just we, yeah, we just get the picture one out. Okay, but, I can hear you. but yeah, you man, go. um, it just reminded me of tw- like how much I love 24. 24 was one of my favorite shows back back then, yeah. And you know, for but, me, it was really cool because you because you're you're learning from a working actor, you know, and and there'd be times where he couldn't teach class because he was out filmer he was on the set of a movie and and you know he would have you know uh before COVID, he would have like you know guests call in and we would facetime with you know um from the resident and you know other other actors or if or if there were actors in town that he knew um we had uh, judge reinhold come to class who was in beverly hills cop and you know uh so many other movies fast times at ridgemont high so to have him come in and and you know watch class and critique class and all that stuff. It was, it was, it was just an awesome thing. And then of course, you know, COVID hit and then everything went to, you know, um, they, everything went to zoom and, you know, um, still doing zoom classes. They, you know, they still offer zoom classes and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he taught me so much as, as an actor and just, you know, as, and, and, uh, really kind of what to expect, you know, and, and one of his great things that I always take from him is that, He's always said that, you know, like these people get, you know, I want to be an actor, I'm going to move out to L.A. and so forth. But what you have to understand, and this is what he told us all, is that, you know, um, it's 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 not a sprint, it's a marathon, you know. Right. And it's just like you have to be patient because, you know, when you go to audition, um, the thing that is, is that, you know, you can go in and kill an audition and just be amazing. But, you know, um, and walk out of there and go, man, I, I nailed that audition. I did great. But if it's up to the casting director whether they like you or not. You know, whether, right. what, you know, you, you, could, you can be fantastic, but it might, they, they base it so many times off of a look. You know, it's like 95% of the time they're going to base it off of, you know, because they have a certain look in mind for each character. So. Right. So I want to go back to the com to um, your comedy troupe days. Okay. What what was that like doing doing improv? Um, you know, it, it was it was a blast. I mean, you know, because the thing that is is, is you know, you get up there and um, you know, it was cool because it, it was it was a family show um and it was, you know, uh just one of those things where, you know, the people that you learned from and the people you got to meet were so 
we're just great people and it was always fun you know we did we did shows on friday and saturday nights and and you know to to um you know they used to call it even though it was a you know uh, a platform but we used to call it the arena based because it was called comedy sports but you know go in there and you have a you know a packed show of 200 300 people you know standing room only on a new year's eve night or whatever or on a friday or saturday night and you go in there and you just you play games and it's you know it's it's, it's similar to like whose line is it anyway but you right. actually have two teams um like for us we would have a red team and a blue team and then they would you know they would have games that they would play and 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 everything the great thing about it was everything was based off of the audience's suggestion so i mean you never knew what was going to be said and and you know what what you know because you could pick a game but you know again it, it it always came down to you know what the audience suggested is that's what you had to go with and that was one of that was one of the cool things that was always really really fun and and being even being as a teacher you know, I teach an improv class with my students and it's just, you know, trying to explain to them, you know, the art of improv where it's just everything is made up right there on the spot. You don't get to write anything down or, or create anything um, for a lot of kids, you know, for a lot of the kids in the beginning it was kind of tough because, you know, they they start to plan these things in their head. It's OK, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, no, I said, we're going to wait until see what what your class wants you to do. You know what right. what suggestion the class gives you so um but it was, it was a great time i i you know like i said it was like about three three and a half four years doing it it was just it was just so much fun to do right so would you say that um as far as like your career from improv to acting goes like to like you know acting on set would mm -hmm. were you uh more comfortable on set or more so on the stage um you know, that's a great question. I, th I think, though, you know, in the, you know, when I first started out, you know, with the acting aspect of it, I would I would probably say more of the improv because because you never knew you didn't really have to, you know, you weren't ever worried about the lines you had to study you right. know, or your dialogue and stuff like that because everything was made up right there on the spot. But when, when you start to, you know, write and, and you know, um, start doing, you know, reading these scripts and so forth and, and reading great scripts and, and just having fun. It's, it's kind of, you know, they, they both balanced out as far as, you know, being, being, you know, a great thing to do for both sides. You know, I, you know, I, I love the improv aspect of it. Um, but now that, you know, now that it's, it's turned into the acting aspect, it, you know, acting and, and the writing aspect of it is are two of my favorite things. Okay. So, um, we're gonna just go back in the past a little bit, if, if you don't mind. Yeah. What was like? What was young John Anthony like? Um, young John Anthony thought he was going to be a uh, NBA basketball player for the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> um, I used to, you know, as a kid, I used to, um, I would record a lot of the games, you know, and I'm dating myself, you know, I, you know, if your listeners are, are I. I'm probably aren't nearly as old as I am, but I used to just, I would, I would record like basketball games off of the TV. And then like, you know, I, I would find it, you know, like if they made a shot and the crowd went crazy, I'd go outside with my, with my, uh, my uh, music box and, and go out there and uh, play it. And so like, you know, I, right when he got to shoot it and the crowd would go, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd shoot a layup or something. So that I knew I was going to make it and I'd <laughs> run down my garage, you know, my driveways, if I made it and stuff like that. But yeah, I was, I, you know, and I played, you know, in high school and stuff, played a lot of sports, played baseball, played football, played basketball. Um, basketball was really kind of like my thing. I always, you know, really, really loved to do. Um, was a big Bulls fan growing up as a kid. Went to um, old Chicago Stadium when I was a kid. My dad actually even took me to 
the all-star game. Um, I think it was like in 1972. I was like first, second grade and saw Wilt Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And one of the things that I always remember is, um, you know, for, for any of your people that are, you know, listeners that are big basketball fans, um, when Wilt Chamberlain played, I saw him come down and dunk on, on a basket. And by the time they came, you know, when they went down to the other end and they came back, the basket was still shaking. I mean, he oh, was wow. just, he, he was just an incredible, outstanding. One of my, one of my favorite basketball players of all time. I mean, he was just, um, you know, he, he was, he was just that great. Okay. Well, since you love basketball, I, I got to ask you, who's the goat in your eyes? And, you know, it's, it's funny because, I mean, it, it's, it's easy for me to say it's, I mean, it's MJ by far. And I, and I know some people may disagree, but, but here's the one thing when you, when you look, you know, at the, the era that MJ played in is that, you know, when he played against magic and he played against bird and he played against, you know, Isaiah Thomas and all these other great players, you know, nowadays it's, Hey, let's load up a team, you know, and let's get, you know, Hey, let's get you and let's get you and let's get you. And, you know, and, and taking nothing, nothing away against those guys. But, but can you imagine if Michael Jordan said, Hey, Hey, Larry, when your contract's up, come to Chicago. Hey, magic, when your contract's up, come to Chicago and you talk about a super team. If you had Larry bird, magic Johnson and uh, you know, and Michael Jordan all on the same team, but that that's the thing. I think one of the things too is, is sports has changed so much now because, you know, back then it was just like guys weren't taken off. You know, they, I mean, they played 82 games, you know, when I was a kid, those kids, those guys played 82 games. And now it's just they, that, you know, it's, it, it, the game is different now, but at the same time, they, they get days for rest and so forth. And, I think the only downside is like, you know, if, you know, if you had tickets to go see, you know, whoever, if it was LeBron or something and, and you know, with the Lakers and you go to see him play against the Mavs and they go, yeah, I'm going to see LeBron. And then, you know, he's resting today. Yeah. You know, so the, you know, the fans are like, man, I wanted to see LeBron play, you know, how, you know, he, he's great. Um, but you know, LeBron's right. I mean, he's right up there. He's right next to him. Um, but um but again, you know, with with basketball, you've got to have you've got to have your core players. I mean, you got to have your role players because, you know, I mean, you, you can load up teams, but you know, I mean, look look what happened in Brooklyn with 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 Harden and Durant and, and Kyrie. You know, it's oh, just yeah, like that was that was a dumpster not, fire. Yeah, not enough basketballs for those guys, and it's just like you know, you have you have one guy or you have two guys, and it's just like you got to have that balance, and and that's one of the things too is like you know. I'm a big Pat Connaughton fan who plays for the Bucks. You know, because my favorite team of all time right now is, has always been the Trailblazers as well. So I'm a you know big okay. Trailblazer fan, and he was with the Trailblazers for a little while. But um, it's it's you know it's one of those things where it's like you look at the Bucks last year. They had Giannis and they had Chris Middleton, but then their core players around them they were all like role players and they knew exactly what they were supposed to do. You know, Drew Holiday was awesome. Um, so it's just like yeah, you know, just because you load up a squad doesn't mean you're gonna you know win anything so right right well lebron fans don't come at my man for saying MJ. <laughs> <laughs> don't come at my man but, yeah i mean i you know I, I i love lebron too but you know i think maybe because me being older at you know uh but mj was just yeah he was he, he i still think he's the goat i understand i understand so um you said that you're a writer as well so what is what is your writing process um you know it, it, it's funny because you know when we would take class um 
acting class and it's like you know you would get scripts so like if you and i were partnered up for a week we might say hey let's do a scene from rocky let's do a scene from goodfellas whatever and one of the things glenn always encourages because if you guys ever want to write a scene feel free to write a scene and the first time i wrote a scene um i was really really nervous you know i had the opportunity to perform it with a really talented actress and we performed it in class and it went really really well so you know and glenn had asked like where did where did this come from and i said well i wrote it and you know he really really enjoyed it and then after that it was just kind of like you know i would probably say after that i probably started writing probably 95 percent of the time the scenes that i did in class was, was stuff that i wrote because it's just you know i i just um you know, and the things sometimes it would just be, you know, something I'd have a character come to me and it's like, hey, you know, let me write a story about this or let me write a story about this, you know, or let me write a scene about this. You know, I'm a big Sopranos fan and, um, you know, you know, I love the mafia aspect of it. And, I, you know, and I would be like, hey, let me let me write let me write maybe like a Soprano type scene that I could do in class. And then what I did, excuse me, is is. If I had a scene that I liked, I, I would go home and I go, all right, can I turn this into something? Can I take this scene and create it and make it into a short film or make it into a film? And that's what I started doing. And, um, you know, like I said, 15, 16 short films in and two full length feature films done um, or screenplays rather, not films. Um, you know, it just it's just one of those things that, you know, I love to tell stories. And if I can if I can surround myself with, you know, great actors and, and so forth and have those those characters come to life it, it's 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 you know there's nothing better when you put something on paper and then you see people become these actors or these actors become these people and you watch you watch these characters evolve and come to life it's, it's like from a director's standpoint a writer's standpoint it's like the coolest thing right right so since you've um acted directed and um, written many projects what would you say is the closest to your heart um, you know, probably, I mean, like right now, I mean, I definitely say the acting and writing, um, you know, directing's fun, um, you know, and I like doing that, but, you know, I, I put the writing and I'd put the, uh, the acting right next to each other. Cause it's, it's, I mean, you know, I love doing them both. Um, you know, some days it's just like, you know, I'll get, I'll get the writing bug and I'll sit on my computer and, you know, um, you know, 25 pages in on a feature film or, you know. 20 pages in on a short film. Um, and then there's other times where it's like, you know, like it was funny because like when COVID happened, um, I literally stopped writing for like almost a year. I didn't do anything, you know, because everything was shut down and, and everything. So it was just kind of like, and then when I, well, I picked it back up like in this, this January and I was, and I, you know, I'm like, God, what if I lost my edge? What if I don't, you know, what if I'm writing something and it's, you know, I don't like it or whatever, but you know, um, I had an idea for a story that I started to write and, um, uh, you know, next thing I know, I'm like 30 pages in and finished the, finished it and then, uh, sent it to a buddy of mine who does all my production work. And I said, Hey, what do you think? He goes, let's go make this a film. So that's what we're doing now. We're like, uh, we're two weeks into shooting already. We, we, we'll shoot, we start shooting on Saturday and Sunday. And then we've probably got about another week and a half after that before we wrap on it. Okay. Okay. So what was your favorite project to work on um god that's a great question um you know it, you know it's funny because there are some that i don't like you know it's like i go back and look at them and go, man this is horrible and you know i want to show up 
<laughs> I won't even show people, you know, and I have a buddy who said, no, that's a good film. I'm like, no, this is horrible. And I'm my worst critic because I always, critique, you know, critique myself pretty hard. Um, I'd probably say the first, my favorite to this date is probably, I've got two. Um, one's a drama called Rookies, which is based off of, uh, you know, it's, it's a story about a mob boss and two young mob guys who uh, want to get made. So they have to go in and, and take out this mob boss. Um, and then the other one is the first actual comedy that I ever wrote. It's a dark comedy called Swimmers um, that, you know, writing comedy, it's always like, you know, are you going to get the laughs that you want? Are people going to accept it, you know, and, and, and enjoy it? And um, once we shot it and filmed it and uh, we showed it at a festival and uh, and at a Christmas party and it got, you know, everybody just really really liked it and and you know even to this day glenn still says it's one of his favorite short films that he's ever seen so um i probably say swimmers and rookies but you know and then now i'm working on a new a new film called my journey to me about a girl in her mid-20s who decides to come out and um you know we, like i said we've shot two weeks so far and the cast has been just phenomenal so um I'd, I'd probably say those two and then, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how this one turns out. And, you know, um, you know, and if it, and if what we've shot already is any indication, you know, I think this might be one of my favorites as well. OK. And I feel you on the whole. You can be your own worst critic because I'm the same way. And I started podcasting last year. And sometimes I go back and listen to my first everyone. And I'm just like, oh, that just sounds bad. But everybody says <laughs> good. But I was like, I feel like y'all are just saying that because I don't. That's, yeah. But um, that's really nice. And comedy is comedy. I feel like comedy is really hard to write just because comedy is subjective, and some people will laugh and some some people will not. Like a lot, like a lot of people. If you know me, I do not like the latest Wayne's Bros movies, but a lot of people love the Wayne's Brothers movies. I, right. I, I just like it just it's just subjective so I, I understand that now speaking on that what would you say is your favorite genre to write um man you know i love i love drama for sure um you know and and you know for me one of the one of the um one of the greatest things that's that's ever i've ever been told is you know i have a friend of mine who's an actor and i, I had we had shot a film and, you know, I, he had watched it and, you know, and there's sometimes where I'll go back and I'll just read it. Cause it's just like, you know, if I'm having like a bad day or, you know, if I'm stuck on something or something, you know, and, and one of the things he wrote, he goes, he's like, you know, Hey, he goes, Hey John, you know what? He goes, your movies make us laugh. They make us cry. They make us feel, um, your, your, your movies can be very, very moving. And that's one of the, you know, great aspects of, you know, of, of a writer that can tell a story that, that can, that can relate to people. Um, you know, he's just like, just keep doing what you're doing, which, you know, to me, you know, was like just such an honor, you know, and, you know, I was very humble. Um, but, you know, to have him say, you know, such nice words, you know, about one of my films, it, it, it meant the world to me, but, def but definitely I'd say drama, you know, I, 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 like I said, I love the mafia aspect of it. Um, I've done two short films, kind of soprano-esque, um, but yeah, most of them, they've all basically been dramas except for, um. I've done two comedies, which was uh, Swimmers, and then I did another one called uh, A Date for Dad. It's a story about a uh, a young girl, 15, 16, and um, she, and her, she lives with her father. And uh, when she was born, right after she was born, the mother left, and the dad had to raise her. 
And um, she's at the point now being 16 that she and her best friend decide they want to, they want to find their dad, her dad a date. So they open up a uh, app and, uh, you know, do a profile for him and all these, you know, these, these women come to the house and they interview him and, and uh, try to find the right date for their right date for her dad. And that was a lot of fun to shoot too. Okay. I'm definitely about to check out your short film with the mafia or with the gangster aspect because if people know me i love me gangster films like yeah. one of my favorite films will always be godfather i, I love yeah. the godfather that the good fellas um I, I guess usual suspects would count i just love all i just love all that crime drama is right up my alley yeah so no, I'm, I'm right there with you so what would you say is the hardest like what is the hardest aspect of making a film like the like what's the most difficult process um you know it, it's you know i'd probably say because you have so many people you know it's just like you know when you're making the film and it's just like you know making sure you know that you know because so many people have you know other jobs so it's you know it's like you know you're shooting on a tight window so it's like you know all right we're gonna shoot saturday can everybody make it? And, and you need to make sure that everyone's, you know, everyone has to be there. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, some people have jobs and they get off late and so forth. So, I mean, the biggest part is probably the toughest part is probably, probably most definitely scheduling. Um, but, you know, if you give, if, you know, if, if you, if, you know, if everything works out great, you know, then that's, you know, it's great. Um, but, you know, like now, like with the stuff that we're shooting now, I mean, you know, I have, I have a, you know, some friends that are acting in it that, you know, that they work on the weekends and, you know, it's just like, you know, we have to shoot, you know, at after five o'clock, which is fine, but it's just, you know, it's just, you know, in a perfect world, it'd be great. You know, Hey, yeah, I'm off for these next four days. All right. All four of us, everyone's going to make, we shoot these four days and we're going to make this movie and then, you know, um, and then we'll go from there. But um, just the scheduling aspect, I think is probably one of the toughest. Okay. So you said that um, you've submitted many, of your films into film festivals mm-hmm. what would you say was your favorite film festival to be a part of um wow um there's probably two there's that there's an independent film festival in los angeles um and then the vegas uh movie awards um both of those i had a film um a love not lost um in and uh did really really well um so I was, I was really, really pleased. And, um, uh, though the, you know, and then, you know, there was, there was a couple of those where we won, you know, uh, um, some awards. Um, so, I mean, you know, they're all, they're all fun to, you know, to, um, submit to. It's just, uh, what I try to do is I try to hit like, you know, the major markets, Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, Atlanta. Um, and, you know, and just who knows, maybe in hopes that maybe somebody sees it and, you know, there's some, you know, somebody from a, production company or somebody there going, man, I like the way this guy writes, or I like this way this guy acts. I need to, you know, find more about this guy and, and, you know, maybe I can have him audition or, you know, do this role, or maybe I want to have him write something for me and so forth. So, um, but mainly, you know, when I, when I do these short films, it's, it's because like, for me, like I told you before, you know, I love to tell stories and, you know, I just, I just want people to, you know, go and watch it and enjoy it. And, and, you know, you're never going to hurt my feelings if you go, man, that movie stunk or, you know, hey, I didn't like it or, hey, I liked it. You know, it's just, you know, all all I really do, you know, I do it for the art of it. You know, there are people who, hey, I want to go out to L.A. I want to be a big star or whatever. 
um, you know, for me personally, it's just like, I just like to tell stories and, you know, put the stories to paper and then put the paper to film and, and, you know, be able to have people sit there and watch it and hopefully they feel something, you know, or maybe something reminds them of this or, um, you know, it's, it's, or, you know, it's just like, Hey, you know what? I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. You know, any, any of those things, you know, it's, it's, it's always a plus, you know, I'm a big Quint Tarantino fan and, you know, one of his things is like, you know, if you don't like my movies, don't watch them. Right. You know, and it just, you know, and it's, and, and I had, I had seen him do an interview where this guy was just, he was just like poking at him. And he's just like, you know, man, I know what you're trying to do. And he's like, you know, cause he's talking about the violence in his films. And he's like, you know what, I'm not going to go down this street. If you don't like my movies, don't watch them. And, yeah. um, you know, so it's just, you know, hopefully people will like my films. Um, you know, again, it's just, you're not always going to please everybody, but, um, so far, you know, it's, it's, you know, um, we, we've had a good run with a lot of our short films, so I'm, I'm really, really pleased. Well, you know, I have some good news for you. Something you don't know about me is that <laughs> I'm I'm a fortune teller, so or or I can see the future. And I've already seen that you you're going to get big guys on there, but I'll give you that one piece of the future for free. I give it to you for free. So God, I appreciate it. <laughs> so once you so remember, once you make it big, don't you forget about the little guys out here. So I can get uh, that. You know what? That's that's I, I don't I don't forget about anybody. That's the thing. <laughs> it's just you know, it's one of those things where it's just uh, you know, I think you know the biggest thing is you you have you always gotta stay humble and you gotta be thankful, you know, for the opportunities and and um you know it's just uh you know when you whether you're auditioning or whether you're writing or you're directing, you know, you you be respectful, you teach, you, you know, you treat people right. And, and, you know, so that, so that they know, you know, who you are and, and, you know, they want to work with you again. You know, you don't want to have it where it's like, Oh man, you know, I, I work with Jason, man, that guy, man, he just, he's, he's just, he's a, you know, it's all drama. It's all about him. He wanted his own trailer. He wasn't going to have this food. He wasn't going to have this. He wanted this. He had to have this certain, you know, his diet Coke chilled at a certain, you know, and, and you hear stories about like that. And I'm just like, I remember one time I was shooting a commercial and we were outside and one of the girls who was working there, she had an umbrella, you know, to keep us the sun off us. And I'm like, no, I said, you don't have to do that. She's no, I'll get fired if I do. I go, no, no, no. I said, I'm fine. And she's like, she's no, you don't understand. And you know, it's just like, and, and they're so nice. And it's just like, you know, Hey, would you like a water? I said, yeah, I'll get it. And go, no, that's my job. I have to get it. I'm like, no, no. I said, I'm going to get, you know, I'll get you a water. But again, it's just like, you know, you, you appreciate everybody for, for what they do. And, and, um, you know, every time if, you know, if I have an opportunity to shoot a commercial or shoot something or, you know, shoot a TV show or anything, you know, when I'm done, I, I go around and I thank everybody from the director to the people who did catering to the producer, to the camera guys, everything. Cause it's just like, you know, you just, you know, they're out there working too, you know, and if you mess up your line, it's like, you know, they're like, okay, we got to take it again. And they've got to reset and everything. So, you know, they're working just as hard as you are and, and, um, you know, to, to be appreciative of them and within everything that they do, it's, it's always, you know, it's, it's, it's the right thing to do. Right. Right. Well, you know, hopefully my crew don't think I'm a diva, even though I, always, I, <laughs> I only ask for the red and for, for the red Skittles. So maybe my, go. so maybe my, my podcast crew, maybe they think I'm a little bit of a diva, but it's okay because, you know, I'm running the show. <laughs> there you go. That's right. That's right. It's your show. But um, now you said you're a Quentin Tarantino fan. I got to ask you, what is your favorite Tarantino movie? Man, you know, I don't know if there's one that I don't like. Um, 
you know what I probably I mean and I know some people didn't like 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 it um, like I had a friend of mine and they weren't they weren't big they they weren't big fans but his last one um, what's the part of the other one yeah uh yeah is that the one yeah with brad pitt and everything mm-hmm. yeah i thought it was i th- you know based off i thought it was just it was phenomenal but i mean you know like all his films it's just you know dude he's 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 a great he's a great writer he's a great director and it's just you know again it's one of those things it's just like you know it, you have to like his films i mean you don't have to but it's like you know if you like his films you're gonna like his stuff like um like um, one thing about Tarantino, I will say he is a great. Like when it comes to dialogue, he is great at writing writing dialogue. Yeah. I, I will yeah. give him that. There's some tropes I don't like of Tarantino, but dialogue has always been been his strong suit. And I had my problems with uh with um Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like the whole Bruce Lee thing. I guess more because I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan, right? And the last part I felt like was unneeded, but it was actually kind of funny so i let it slide but yeah, yeah tarantino i i don't like all of his projects but i have mad respect for him just because of how he how he came up in like yeah. in film so I, I i gotta respect the man for that but you know yeah once by the time hollywood it's not a bad choice now we're gonna start getting some of the fun questions uh okay enough of all the getting to know you we, we want to know your taste Okay. So, what what is your most what is the most iconic movie moment or line to you? Oh wow, um, man, um, you want the truth? You can't handle the truth. I haven't heard that one in a while. Um, that's definitely one. Um, you know, and, and you know, for me, you know, being Rocky being my favorite, you know, of course, you know, Yo Adrian is probably one of one of my favorites. Um, and then, uh, you know, probably um, we're gonna need a bigger boat. Oh yeah, uh, you know. So um, th- those those three probably pop you know pop out the most, um, but definitely you know, um, the. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. Is is, is pretty big. I so. think that was the first court procedural I've actually seen movie I've seen. I think that was like the very first one I've seen too. Yeah, it, it was good. It was great. It was really really good. Yeah. So, let me, okay. So, what would you say is a trope that you're getting tired of in movies? A what? A trope that you're tired of seeing in movies. And what do you mean by trope? I'm, I'm like, old, so you know, that's a, you, you have, might have to give me a definition of trope. Like you know, like seeing things that you see frequently in movies, like you know, like the uh, like the bad guy, like uh, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of a trope, like the like the bad guy being related to the to the main um, to the protagonist all along, like stuff like that. You know, superhero movies can be a trope because it. It's the same thing we see over and over again. Yeah, you know, I, you know, and that, that's probably one I probably would say probably the superhero aspect because you know if if you look, I mean, it's just like they're, I mean, they 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 turn them out left and right. It's you know, it's another superhero, it's another this, and you know, and they're entertaining, but at the same time, it's just like you know, one of the my one of my feature films or 
uh, one of my screenplays that I wrote, it's a family film. It's a film that you can take the whole entire fa- family to. And it's like, if you look at today's genre, there's not a lot of family films out there anymore. Right. You know, it's, it, it's just like you said, you've got, you've got, um, you've got your superheroes, you've got your drama, you've got your horror. You're always going to have your horror because that's what people want to do. They want to get scared when they go to the movies. Right. Um, you know, um, we were actually just talking about a, you know, a, a great scary movie, um, with Morgan Freeman and, and Brad Pitt in seven. I don't know if you ever saw seven. Um, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 a very, very, it's, it's a great movie. I think it's one of Brad Pitt's best films that he's done. Um, but, it's very uh, depressing. It's yeah. Very <laughs> Yeah, it's it's tough though, but you know, but you know, and Morgan Freeman. I mean, Morgan Freeman's without a doubt one of my favorite actors of all time. So it's just like you know, anything he's in, I'm going to watch it regardless. Um, but I'd probably say you know, like like you said, probably you know the the a lot of the superhero movies. Um, one of the things that that you know, and I don't know if it's a trope. Maybe it, you could, it would be a trope. Is that I'm a big person on continuity. And so it's just like, and it's funny because ever since I started doing films, my wife has gotten into it where it's like, she'll watch shows and she'll be like, honey, come here. Look, look, look at this glass of wine. It's full. Okay. Now he's doing the scene. He never takes a drink of his glass. And then the next, the next scene is his glass is completely empty, you know, or it's like, you know, she, there was one where we were watching, I can't remember what it was there. There was the girl was walking through the park with her, with this guy and they're holding hands and you know she's uh she's in heels and then they're starting to run and then they look and she's wearing sneakers and my wife's like <laughs> where did those sneakers come from you know and it's all about continuity or it's like you know it's like if you look in and the and the, the glass of water is on this side and then all of a sudden it's on this side it's just like without them moving it um those are the things that really kind of bug me and I've, I've got a friend of mine who who you know um is the same way where it's just you know just like it doesn't make sense you know i mean there's even times where it's like we watch shows where it's like you know they're walking down the street and they stop and then you know they go to the walk into the restaurant they come out of the restaurant they have a completely different shirt on and we're like how does that even how does it how does that even get there you know it's like why does how does that even take part in this you know who, who's in charge of that because that's that's the big thing too because you know you want to have continuity and make it make it look like it you know it's all it, it's all even everything adds up yeah i one the biggest thing that bugs me in movies is when they're someone's at a diner or whatever and you can tell that the director is just telling them to pretend to eat food but sometimes there's either no food on the fork or the plate or no water or liquid yeah. in the cup so they're just drinking and eating there <laughs> yeah that's exactly right and, and that's the worst thing about it because it's like you know like like when we when we shoot stuff it's just like if somebody drinks it, you know, like if we start a scene, we'll look at the glass. Okay, the glass is half full. So if, the, if and you know, I'm always like, take a drink of water, and then he's like, we we'll go back, and if we shoot it again, we 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 have it marked, you know, where where it has to go, so that if anybody, not that anybody's really looking, but you know, it's just like people do, they look for that kind of stuff, you know. If I, you know, yeah. it's like we're like we're doing a scene, and then you know, I've got my hat on, and then you say a line, and then it's like, oh, where's his hat? Oh, hey, yeah, you know, blah blah blah. It's like, you know, what's going on? What happened to his hat? You know, it's just. That stuff is it's it, it you know it's it's you know it in movie sets and everything else. I mean that's that's someone's job. They have to watch all that yeah. stuff. And that's one of the you know the great one of the things Glenn always talked to us too about continuity. It's just like okay, 
you know, hey, if, if you shot your first scene and the, and the napkin's on the right-hand side and you're, and you're shooting it again, don't make, make sure that napkin's right where it was the first time because, you right. know, it's, it's all about continuity. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes it slips when it gets the volume yeah, yeah, and leaves yeah. the editing floor because yeah. Game of Thrones, you can clearly see a Starbucks coffee cup in one of the scenes. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's that's exactly right. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, somebody messed up, but which is funny because even I think it was um, Braveheart with Mel Gibson. There's a scene where. Oh, I know. Uh, exactly what you're talking with, about. With a, yeah. Where the plane flies through and it's just like, you know, it's just like what? Yeah. There's like, you know, big old airplane up in the sky. And, and, you know, I'm surprised that they didn't even catch that. But, you know, when you're working so much, who knows, you know, who knows what happens. But um, yeah, there, there's actually I think I, I saw something that was on YouTube or something like you know, stuff in movies that shouldn't have happened. They showed the Game of Thrones Starbucks cup. They showed the Braveheart thing with a plane going through. And I think there was one where it's like, you know, guys on a Western and then like, you know, they're riding horses. And then in the back, you see like a truck drive by. It's supposed to be like, you know, 1700s or whatever. But um, yeah, you, I mean, you, 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 you try to do the best you can. You know, there are going to be times where things, sometimes things, you know, slip away. But that's just, you know, part of, part, part of the business. Yeah. So you said that you did um, commercials as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, this is kind of a two-part question. The first part okay. was, what was your first commercial that you shot? And the second question would be, is going to be, what was your favorite commercial to shoot? Um, let's see. My first commercial, I was like, um, what was an ad actually i was like in first grade it was a long long time ago we it was called space sticks it looked like a tootsie roll <laughs> but what it was is is they gave they they would give those to astronauts to take up into space and they would you know it'd be like a meal um and they used to sell those long long time ago i mean and i'm dating myself because we're talking like 1970 1968 70 ish um but you know i've done i've done you know, all the commercials I had an opportunity to work on, you know, I really, really enjoyed because they've all been great crews and, and, and had a, you know, have, and, you know, I've had a blast doing it. I did a and better insurance commercial that we shot down in Austin, which was a blast. And then I was very fortunate to, um, uh, do some ready seal commercials, which is a, uh, uh, wood stain and, um, done several commercials for them. Um, absolutely just had an absolute blast shooting all the commercials that we did with them. Great people. I mean, you know, the and better people were fantastic. It was just, you know, it's just, they're, they're all, I mean, I enjoy all of it, you know? Um, and it, you know, it's funny cause it's like, you know, a lot of times I don't even see the commercials yet and I'll, you know, I'll go to school and, and the kids will be like, Hey coach, we saw you on TV. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? You were painting a fence. I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't even see that. That's out yet. He goes, yeah. Or I'll have like a friend call me and go, Hey, I think I saw you on TV. And I'm like, what was I doing? And, you know, he's like, oh, you were running down the street. And, and you know, we shot we shot the Ambetter one in Austin. And it's like my, my buddy who called me, he's in Florida. And he's like, man, I just saw you running across my TV. And <laughs> I'm like, you know, doing what? He goes, he goes and I go, wait, that Ambetter commercial showing there? He goes, yeah. So um, that that that's that's kind of, you know, always a fun thing to do when, when you know, your friends get to see you. And, and uh, you know, they get a kick out of where, you know, they'll they'll text me or they'll call me and, you know, Hey, we saw you on TV or, um, you know, they send me a picture of it or something like that, which is always kind of fun. Yeah. I bet that's kind of a surreal feeling kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. So this question always stumps my guest, but yeah. I always ask the Mount Rushmore question. So that means 
four four um that you say as the greatest and some 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 things will get left out so my mount rushmore question for you what is your mount rushmore for movies oh wow that's <laughs> great that's a great question um well of course you know i i have to have rocky up there gotta um, have rocky's def- rocky's definitely one um wow um Shawshank Redemption probably be two. Okay, got two more. Um, man, Casino three. Okay, uh, I'm not gonna get left out. What's it gonna be? Man, being a being a big mob guy, you know, I'd probably say Heat. Okay, yeah, Heat's um, a good one. I'll, I'll give you Heat. Yeah, I mean, you know. Um, but, but that's a great question. You, you could do that. That'd be great to do to find out what other people like, you know, all right, your genres drama. What are your, what's your Mount Rushmore? Your genres comedy. Um, you know what? I guess, you know, I could even throw, and I, I love the film. Um, I throw Tommy boy up there too, just cause it makes me laugh every time. I see it. And a fun, you know? and a fun fact about heat. Um, you know, the scene, um, um, that scene when they're, when they're on that street shooting at each other, they um they act that well. I don't know if they do it anymore, but they used to use that scene to um, teach, I guess, tactical positioning and shooting in in law enforcement. I had heard something about like that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if it was from Glenn or was from somebody else, but they had mentioned that that um, uh, about that. Which, which I thought which I thought was really, really cool. You know, one of my favorite scenes of all time is when you've got De Niro and Pacino at the diner. Yeah. And they're having this, you know, you know, if I've got to take you down, I will take you down. And it's just like, you know, I'm just like, to this day, it's still, it's like, God, what a great scene. Yeah. What, and, what and, an amazing scene. And just to think how crazy, like now, like, you know, now, you know, they're past their primes and acting and whatnot. But just to think that, when they were when when they were big, they were in a movie together, and they are heavyweights in the acting game. That yeah. is just crazy. Yeah, yeah, and it's a great cast. You know, it's got Val Kilmer and and a whole bunch of other people, and it's just you know, it's, it's just it's just a great movie, great great film. Don't ask, don't don't say Val Kilmer to one of my crewmates because <laughs> we reviewed Batman Forever. And she was just dogging Val Kilmer's acting in Batman Forever. But to be fair, it was kind of flat. <laughs> well, you know, it's like you know, every everybody has you know their favorites and and people that they don't like and so forth. Um, you know, me, it's it's Morgan Freeman, it's Denzel Washington, it's Tom Hanks, it's uh, Helen Mirren, um, Natalie Portman. Uh, you know that 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 would be a dream come true to do a scene with any one of those people. Would just be like, especially on, Denzel. On my, oh man, like Denzel. Like to me, I mean, it's, you know, we it was funny because Glenn was actually in a in a movie with Denzel um, uh, last year called um, The Simple Things, and um, I love the movie. And it's just it's got Rami Malek in it, and Denzel was in it. And it was just, and um, isn't Jared Leto in that movie? Yeah, Jared Leto too. Who was he? Was just, I mean, you talk about a phenomenal actor. That guy just, I mean, he he just he's one of the greatest. And um, 
I thought it was great. I, I loved it. My wife and both my wife and I really, really enjoyed it. Thought it was really, really good. Like I just feel like Denzel can't go wrong with Denzel. Can't, can't no, you cannot. And you can't go wrong with Morgan Freeman either. Oh yeah, that is God to me. Every yeah. time somebody <laughs> yeah. that is God. Exactly right. That's exactly right. Absolutely. So when I die, I expect to see Morgan Freeman up there at you the gates. And if not him, maybe just his voice, right? Yeah, maybe just like just that buttery voice. Just just, That's, just yeah, that buttery yeah. voice is all I need. Absolutely. All right, so we're getting to the end. So I'm going to ask you two more questions. Okay. Now, what would, you know, a seasoned John Anthony say, if you could go back in time, what would you say to your younger self? What advice would you give your younger self? Um, don't worry about what other people think. You know, okay. and and you be you and under also understand that, you know, especially when you're young, you know, that it's OK to fail um, because, you know, you, you, you got to pick yourself up and dust yourself off. And, you know, the thing, you know, the other thing, too, you know, in the acting business, you know, again, I'm, I'm still green as grass. Um, but, you know, it's just like Glenn always tells you, you go in, you do your job as, it, you know, in the audition and you walk out. You know, if, you know, and if you don't get it, you don't get it. And that's the other thing too, is, you know, in this business, it's just like, you're going to hear the word no, probably 95% of the time, maybe 97% of the time, you know, and it just, and it just, you know, you, you know, I have, I have a lot of friends that, you know, excuse me, got into the acting thing, but they're not doing it anymore or they're doing something else. And it's just like, you know, it's just like, for me, it's a passion. So it's what I want to do. And, you know, the older I get, of course, roles are going to be less. But at the same time, it's um, it's something that I'm never going to give up on. And that's the other thing, too, is, you know, um, don't ever give up on your dream. You know, you're going to have haters out there and people, you know, because like this, my, my, my screenplay, Walter, that I wrote, I wrote it in mind for the lead for Morgan Freeman and, and the role of the dad for Ed Burns. And you know, I've got friends, oh, man, you're never going to get Morgan Freeman to play this. You're never going to do this, whatever the case may be. And I'm like, going, you know what? You can say what you want to say. Who knows? I mean, I, I'm not going to stop until, you know, until I can find a way. Even just to have him read it, I, I would just be like in heaven. You know, I, I'd love to take him out to dinner and say, hey, can you just read this character for me? You know, maybe maybe you'll like it. Maybe you'd, you'd want to be be this, you know, in a, in a perfect world, that would be ideal for me. I, that would be on my bucket list to have Morgan Freeman and Ed Burns play two roles in a film that I wrote would be just ideal. Right. Well, you know, you do, you have a good mindset with, you know, always follow your dreams. Don't give up. And, you know, you might get a lot of no's along the way, but hey, along to them no's, there will be some yeses. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You just got to stay positive, you know. Okay. So, at when last question. So, when it's all said and done, what will John Anthony's legacy be? Um, wow. You know, I, I don't even know if I, you know, if I would have a legacy, I, I would just think I would want people to know, you know, Hey, you know, when they, if they, you know, said, Hey, do you know, did you ever know that guy? Yeah. What was he like? Nice guy, caring guy would give the shirt off, give, give his shirt off his back to you. Um, great storyteller. Um, good actor. Um, enjoyed his films and just, you know, lived life to the fullest and, and, um, you know, always, you know, did whatever he could to do the right thing. And, you know, it's on, it's, you know, 
and, and that's and that's you know that's kind of, that's kind of really kind of it you know i don't know if you know from a legacy standpoint but just you know just you know to say hey, you know what he lived his life and he was happy and he enjoyed it and you know he, he made us laugh in some films he made us cry in some films he made us feel in some films and uh that that would be like ideal for me and then you know from a you know uh, you know from 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 an acting standpoint same thing you know just you know you know, he moved us as an actor. You know, he made us feel things as an actor. So um, that that would kind of be like, I, I I would be okay with all that. Okay. Well, that was all the questions that I had. I had more about sound. I don't want to keep you here for another for another <laughs> two hours. But hey, uh, I'm gonna just say this. I'm like I I'm I'm getting another vision. You're going to you're, you're going to do a movie with Morgan Freeman and Denzel. I'm, I'm, I'm letting you know that. I'm I'm letting you know. That. I'll give you another free one. You All right, one. you know. So 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 when that, when that comes comes true, I'm gonna we'll I'm gonna bring them and we're gonna, we'll come back on your show. The three of them, three of us: Morgan, Mr. Denzel Washington, Mr. Morgan Freeman, and and myself. We'll, we'll we're gonna hop back on your show and we'll say, you know what, Mr. Freeman, Mr. Washington, Jason predicted it, and we're we got to go back on the show. All right, all right. Well, y'all, that this was really fun, John. I had so much fun getting to know Appreciate you and talk to you for an hour. Hopefully, my hopefully the viewers got a chance to get a little bit know more about you because he's a good guy. And well, you know, better than me because you know I can be a little mean sometimes, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, hey, I mean, if you know, if 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 you want, check you can check out my website. It's it's jdafilm.com. It's got some clips on there. It's got a short film on there by it's called uh, my favorite song. Um, got all the movie posters from all the films that I've written, stuff like that. So you get a chance to check it out. All right. And, and um, guys, I, th we will be expecting great things from this man. And, you know, when he gets hit his movie, you know, premiere in Hollywood, we're going to have him right back here. Just so well, you I'm, gonna have, I, I'm gonna have I'll have you come out. I'll have you come out, and we'll, we can do a live show from Hollywood. How about that? That'll work, oh, right? Oh yes, and and as long as you can get me to sit by Michelle Rodriguez at the premiere, <laughs> you will make my you will make my life. Like all like, right, all right, I'll, I'll I'll do what I can. I'll do. I'll just die right there if if I get to <laughs> sit by Michelle Rodriguez. I'll just die right there. No, because you got to do your show, so you can't you can't you can't be doing that. I mean, you know, but I, I mean, like you know. The way that Elon Musk is running things, I, I, I can put my brain in, inside of a microchip by, by that point, you know, <laughs> live on, have ha, have my have my robot to do the show. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but it wouldn't be the same. Your 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 fans, when you know, they want to see you. They don't want to see, you know, a, a, a copy of you, you know. Yeah, well, you don't, well, have, you don't, have, you don't want to have a copy. You sit next to Michelle Rodriguez. You want to be sitting next to Michelle Rodriguez. Well, to be honest, John, I, I I think that the people like this popcorn behind me more than me. <laughs> I think Bucky. Oh, I don't know about that. I, I I think Bucky, the popcorn bucket, is the selling point of bring the popcorn. Well, I don't know about that. I, I you know I I had a blast. I really really appreciate you having me on. Man, no problem. And I will gladly have you on anytime you are available because this was totally fun. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you. And guys, that wraps it up for another interview. You know, if you want to join the conversation, just um, search Brang the Popcorn on Facebook or email me at BrangThePopcorn93 at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or concerns. 
But that is all, guys. And remember, when you always come to these reviews, just remember to always bring the popcorn.